watching One Piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, a One Piece rewatch podcast. My name is Joe. I am a couple episodes behind, but for the most part, caught up with the anime. Um, and I'm joined by Jory. Uh, how are you? I'm I'm doing good. I, I'm making progress. Matt just got done with 163. We're uh, six episodes away from being 100 after the funny sex number. And then like 4,000 episodes away from being done. So, Yeah, um, we're almost there. It, it definitely feels more like progress when we check in every week. And you're like, oh yeah, I did this number. And not yeah. <laughs> like an arc a month, vaguely. <laughs> So, <laughs> so that's good. So yeah, um, we left off last time with uh, most of the Straw Hats getting captured by... Um, it's called a shrimp, but it looks like a lobster. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that took the Going Mary and most of the Straw Hats away to a sacrificial altar in the upper yard. We are in Skypea. And uh, Luffy, Sanji, and Usopp are going to go beat up some priests to save them. Yeah. So we're starting in episode 158, which is pretty much exactly that, them going off to, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything worth mentioning? Or is it just like, now we're on Lovely Street? Well, it's, uh, there's, there's some stuff I, I, I was interested in. Like, I was, uh little bit confused as to how Luffy and Konus died but then they didn't die <laughs> uh, yeah okay. because cause what, what I got what was going on and what they kind of revealed was that her helping them was actually her taking them to basically get sacrificed instead of saving their friends and because basically she admitted it and apologized the giant sky death beam came to get them but they were Illegal. saved yeah they were saved by Gonfall, and i just i don't get how like it seemed like they're enveloped in it and then they weren't but that's not too important no i mean there was the guy who literally was holding the bomb that exploded in yeah. alabasta he was okay <laughs> yeah My, minor amnesia um so this shouldn't be this shouldn't be too big of a deal but yeah um when do we learn Gonfall's name? Did we learn that last time? I we think we did. Okay. But he he just like quickly mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't show up again, so. Yeah, but, it, feels uh... like, it feels like it's been a while, but I guess it, it's <laughs> been like four episodes. This is like a month and a half worth of airtime, though, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I do think it's fun that the path to the upper yard is just a giant death forest with almost no escape, with like ridiculous fucking pet pendulums of blades and like just constant ridiculous traps <laughs> yeah it's pretty intense uh <laughs> so yeah uh conus is leading them to this like gondola system that'll take them to the upper yard yeah and reveals that it's there's this big conspiracy that all of these people from the blue sea are being sacrificed um and to to not help is is a crime against God, um, and yeah. So that's how we get to uh, also explaining this and apologizing is also um, a crime against God. So she yeah tries tries to murder murder her. 
there's a there's another crime against God that comes up. I'll bring that up when we get there, and it's a. Uh, I, I do find it interesting, but that this whole place just seems to be like weird, like religious, do good rules that are over the top and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> we we learn more pretty much every episode about how weird yeah. this culture is. And maybe maybe weird is reductive and, and not very accurate, but complicated. There's a lot of a lot of moving parts. Um yeah. so I find their like casual religion discussion really fun. They're just talking mm-hmm. about like yeah, it's God. I've never prayed to God. Have you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's coming up in the next episode. We uh, uh, so they take Luffy, Usopp, and Sanji. They take this gondola on. I think it's called the Milky Road. Is that yeah. the substay? Okay. Um, to the upper yard, and then we see the rest of Team Zoro. I guess since he's <laughs> the strongest person with them. Pretty much. Uh, on the going Mary on this altar, weirdly just left alone. Like, I guess they didn't think yeah. they would go anywhere. <laughs> um, which is well, it's weird. like, it's, it's kind of high up and it's surrounded by cloud water. So there's like, it's, it's pretty difficult for them to move off anyways. Mm-hmm. But which, this is, but this <laughs> is the straw hats. Yes. But, but like they did mention in one of, like in bonuses, like flashback revealing that she was told to betray them. She's like, but but they're different, and everyone's mm. like, well, all of them are full are full of treasure and dreams and happiness, but then it all turns bad. So yeah, and that's the people from that's... the blue sea aren't uh, looked upon very very well by people in the sky sea. Yeah, and I think this interestingly lines up with. Um what we sort of had set up in Jaya with uh, Bellamy's whole dreams are dead situation. Yeah. Um, sort of foiled by, by Blackbeard's do whatever you want. Fuck everybody <laughs> situation. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> and, and Luffy is sort of in between those two spots, but definitely leaning towards the, the dreams. Not quite to the extent that Blackbeard is, but... Um, we don't know much about him yet. Um, but yeah, we get um, on the going Mary, this casual religious discussion. Um, Zor- Zoro's never prayed before, and Nami thinks that he should and respect God because they're about to be killed because of God. <laughs> um, but Zoro's like, nah, it's just, you know, it's not for me. And <laughs> Chopper, th- Chopper thinks this is really cool. <laughs> um, super <laughs> badass, I guess. It's it, it's a subtle thing. I don't think it was intentional, but it works great because Chopper's basically maturity is like at that age where like dumb, edgy stuff like that would probably be really cool to him. So absolutely, <laughs> yeah, Chopper's like what, like thirteen or something? I don't know. I think Probably. so. I think that's like supposed to be like his guest age. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Oda has confirmed it. I just I don't remember. They pretty much immediately decide to to ditch. But one of I think it's just is it just Zoro and Robin that want to leave? Zoro, Robin, and Nami all leave. Mm-hmm. Nami is here's Robin mentioned treasure and goes I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Chopper holds down to fort, um, and pretty quickly realizes that that's the worst place he could be. 
meanwhile, Team Luffy is just fighting a bunch of shit. Is there anything particularly important before they reach the the gates of the ordeals? Not not really. Just uh, Luffy wanting to eat a giant sky lamprey, and then mm-hmm. then be like, "God damn it, Luffy! It's not the time to think about food." It's always time to think about food <laughs> when you're Luffy. Exactly. Uh yeah. So yeah, they just sort of fight shit like throughout the entire yeah. the ride. They're they're sort of going on this this stream of clouds through <laughs> the forest. It's kind of yeah elevated first, up and above. Yeah, at first it just looks like a regular river, but at a certain point it just like starts to rise up. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Um. And then the nature of fighting shit on top of that is probably fun to watch. Um, I have a long time since I've seen Skype. <laughs> There's one other thing I wanna I wanna mention is that uh, when they when they get off the ship, Zoro swings on a vine and does a Tarzan like yell, and I want to know how he knows what Tarzan is. <laughs> that's uh, that's probably the biggest plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it funny that, like, because not only does he, like, do the yell when he's swinging on it, and, like, Robin and Nami are like, what are you doing? But after Nami's, like, sc- Nami's screaming as she's swinging on it, <laughs> when she lands, Zoro's like, you're not yeah. doing it right, you gotta do That's it like funny. this. <laughs> I, I'm i curious to know if him yelling would, was in the manga, or if it's just a, a cute little addition. Um, it's, either it's way- a- gag that would definitely works better with audio yes um <laughs> either way it's good <laughs> it is so i i referenced to this last time um L- team luffy approaches um i think it's what four sort of gates they can go through um yeah they all sort of say different ordeals that they're choosing between um there is no hesitation with luffy <laughs> None. None. He chooses <laughs> balls. He chooses the ordeal of balls. He yells it. He yells balls. They got love about this whole section is just there's just constant mention of balls, and it's it's something that is only funny because I'm reading it in subtitles. I think if they said it, it kind of skip over a little bit. But the fact they have to read like there's balls everywhere. Watch out! Is really funny. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm four years old. Yeah, and it's okay because basically, I mean, that's I'm sure Oda knew exactly what <laughs> oh, he was sure. doing because he makes jokes so immature that I don't even think they're funny sometimes. <laughs> but this one's really good. Uh, so they go. I, I think Usopp is also into it because it sounds less threatening or something. Yeah, uh, it's the least scary one. Yeah, balls aren't that scary. Um, <laughs> So they they go through the ordeal of balls and um that's pretty good. There's sort of a I don't know how quick or detailed the scene is. We see a little girl on upper yard. Um, yeah, she has like at first I I thought she had like a head like rag type of thing hat on with like something draping down. So I thought she was someone from Alabasta for some reason up here, but it's completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. But Robin, like, notices her digging around in a cave. And everyone's like, did you see anything? She's nope. <laughs> I tried to look a picture of her, but her name is an acronym. So she's digging up stuff. I think I might be skipping ahead. but Yeah, a little bit. Because before that, um, Team Zoro notices that there's soil. Which doesn't seem weird 
to say out loud. But they're like, wait a minute, if everything is made of the sky, why is there yeah. normal dirt? <laughs> Which they don't figure out for a little bit longer. That's something I didn't even think about, like the trees or anything, so... <laughs> yeah. I was just fully willing to accept trees in an island living in the sky. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> um, It's... I mean, I miss... Everything else that Skypea has sh- shown you, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You could... Oh, excuse me. You could plant trees. Um, <laughs> so that's weird. Um, we don't see that girl quite yet. And then we do meet... Is it pronounced Satori? I haven't heard it in a long time. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. So Satori is our friend who runs the Ordeal of Balls. Um, <laughs> so this is one of the priests they were talking I, about. He's pretty... He's ball-shaped himself, too. Yeah, he is. He's a ballman. There's he, balls everywhere, and he's shaped like a ball. He kind of, he kind of looks like, to me, uh, I thought he he kind of looks like a bootleg Eggman. He just, because hmm. like his weird shape and his face just kind of looks like he'd be a Sonic villain. Yeah, with like his glasses and his creepy smile. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the the glasses are a huge part of that too. I think. Um, so it's Ballman instead of Eggman is all it is. Um, <laughs> exactly. He attacks with balls. It's they're just like cloud balls that he that he can make explode. When we when we first see the cloud balls, a snake pops out of them. He can have like blades hiding inside the cloud balls. It's just kind of whatever he wants him to be. But also he has this thing that they didn't really explain, and I hope they explained, where he just gets really close and puts his hand and just, like, murders you. <laughs> it's what it looks like. Because he just, like, puts his hand, and then he, it shows, like, a sound effect. Of obviously, something happens, and then it has, like, the blank white eyes face on the character, and they get hurt real bad. Yeah. But they don't um, really explain what it is. Does he... Not explain it. Okay. Um. He just says it's a. He just says it's like an impact attack. Like. Mm, yeah, it, it's <laughs> called impact. It's kind of just. It's presented as just like this a, special move he can do. Um. Yeah. It's kind of it's presented in ambiguity on purpose. It's cool. It's weirdly wicked strong. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know what it is, and I'm kind of scratching my head, wondering how exactly it's working <laughs> in this context. Because there's kind of some physics to it that don't make sense, but it's not important right now. Um, yeah, he, he can he can use it to beat the shit yeah. out of everybody. So and uh, to add to the tension, they got knocked off their 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 gondola, but it's still moving up the river. So they gotta beat him and catch up with it before it's too late. Yeah, that sucks for them. <laughs> um, and this is like one of the things that felt like really shown in about one piece is you get to the part of an arc where there's like the bad guy but you gotta defeat defeat bad guys like high ranking bad guys before you can get to the main bad guy yeah <laughs> this is this is definitely some of the more shown in stuff um it, it's it's kind of like the ginyu force from dragon ball z yeah like they're, they're the they're the underlings, but they're still pretty strong, and you gotta beat them first. Mm-hmm. 
there i think one piece always dips into that stuff like it always dips into shonen tropes but something about it feels different because even in alabasta the whole organization with the numbered strength levels is very yeah dumb. it's a very shonen thing but it didn't feel i think it like it, a, a, a to, worthless trope it's it i think like compared to dragon ball z with the example i just used with the guinea force and freeze's army and everything it's just that an army and it's like an intergalactic army with no like bearing down on it that makes it seem like oh yeah i get this so you're just like throwing it's like oh that makes sense well if like that organization, they explain what the organization is, they explain who's behind it, and what his actual goals are. Like, it's not just a big bounty hunting organization. There's much, like, more sinister stuff behind it. Or, like, mm -hmm. with this, it's, they're a bunch of priests, and I'm saying that quotes because <laughs> they're not praying and stuff, they're just strong guys to stop you from getting to God, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> and they I... also do the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. because we see, like, quick, quick glimpses of all these characters back when Nami saw that one guy get smitten, smote by God. Smoked out by God. Um... <laughs> yep. We, we saw, like, quick glimpses of them, and I, I wasn't sure if those were just, like, random characters or not, but it's One Piece, so I should have figured otherwise. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I think... Maybe this is some of that pacing thing that Skypea struggles with because we don't have nearly all the information and Luffy is fighting a priest. Um, they don't know what the priest means in this context at all. It's just kind of... Um, they're they're going to be pretty deep in it by the time they know what's going on. Um, as, as opposed to the, the Alabasta formula where they knew who Crocodile was before they fought any Baroque Works people. Um, yeah. So, well, outside of, like, I think one. The but, billions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the the billions, and I think maybe Mr. Um, Flicks' boogers. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, it's it's pretty immediate before we even get to Alabasta. Um, yeah. Sk Skypea is a bit different. Um, so we'll, we'll feel it out to see how that goes. <laughs> when do we learn Satori's other power? Of they call it I don't know if they name it in this episode, but it's I don't want to say it if they don't. <laughs> but he he knows all of Luffy's attacks before, like Yeah, before. they didn't give it a name. Okay. But I also think it's like a priest thing because once we get to that, it comes up again with a completely different character. Mm -hmm. But he like Luffy's doing stuff and he's like he says but you're gonna do a fake punch into a kick, and then Luffy does that, and he dodges it, and he keeps, like, swinging Luffy around with the momentum. Mm -hmm. But it's... I I didn't really get it. I just figured he's a super strong, like, uh, powerful bad guy, so I wasn't gonna question it. Mm -hmm. This is super interesting for me, looking back, um, because they, they do name it, and... It's presented as this sort of Skypean thing, um, very, and it's it's definitely there's definitely this um, illusion going into it that it's like a religious power. Um, I hope my phrasing doesn't give anything away, uh, but <laughs> it it's it's very 
vague and ambiguous for a while in this arc. And I, th I think that does a good job of building up this sort of, uh, what's, I, I guess, mystique? Like, Alabasta, you didn't really go in with questions. You kind of went in knowing what was going on, and there was reveals, but it wasn't like, um, you know, I don't know what I'm finding until I've beaten, like, three of them sort of situation. Yeah. Um, it's So it's definitely more of a questionative, you know, is this really a god that Luffy's going to go try and fight? Um, yeah. Uh, is this really, like, a, a religion that we're beating down on? But um, as they're going through it, this this power in particular ends up being a pretty big deal in One Piece, but I think more retroactively. Like, I think um, something happens, and then Oda's like, oh, I guess this also should include this thing that happened in Skypiea. <laughs> um, but it's super cool. If you haven't named it yet, then I won't say what it's called. Yeah, um, they, I, if they did, I, I missed it. It was like a quick thing, but I don't think anyone really even acknowledged that he knew what he okay. was going to do. Like, okay. the most that they brought up was... Like, the only way we can beat him is if we all attack at once, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's it's cool. We'll see a lot more of it in this arc. You could do some theorizing. I don't know if you have, but I won't, I won't prompt you, <laughs> um, because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, <laughs> so Satori pretty much kills Luffy again. Yeah. <laughs> which, between, this is like the second time this arc, <laughs> Luffy's basically been dead. Yeah, he also does it to Sanji and Usopp as well, so... <laughs> Everybody's dead. <laughs> it's like how a lot of my D&D &D sessions have been going, because everyone dies like three or four times during the session. No one fully dies, but everyone has to make death-saving throws. So, yeah, Sanji, you mentioned it. Sanji um, suggests attacking all at once, um, which... Pretty much immediately prompts Satori to kill Sanji instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, of letting that happen. <laughs> so that's that's pretty good. Um, and then this is around the time that we see the small girl that we already talked about. I got ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of collecting soil, I guess. Um, you you said that Robin sees her. Yeah. Okay. It definitely felt like Robin noticed her, unless just the way it cut was from her, her like gathering up the soil to like cut to Robin looking at something. But it definitely looked like Robin saw. Yeah, that'd be a weird cut to make <laughs> if and it wasn't it, that. And it it doesn't feel out of character for Robin to like not mention it it definitely mm -hmm. seems like something she'd notice and be like eh yeah like it's um, it's nothing nothing important to the situation the other guys don't need to know <laughs> yeah because i don't i don't think she would want to put the girl in danger or yeah um make too much of a ruckus about it so you should probably just continue to keep an eye on it if it is continues to be in front of her um and then we cut back to Chopper, all alone yeah. and sad. <laughs> all alone, sad, and scared. <laughs> all important character traits for 
And it's it's something that I realize that's really funny is that even though he can turn into a giant buff Sasquatch mm-hmm. man, he's he's still scared of like noises and just little because he's still tiny on the inside. <laughs> yeah, he's he's and he's so young. Um, he's <laughs> I was gonna call him the Shinji of the series, but that's not nice. Also, also I think we already <laughs> made that comparison with Usopp. But anyways, um, because Chopper is actually the age to be the Shinji of the series. Um, yeah. Go into the JoJo form, Chopper or Usopp will have to do it again. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see Usopp with big yeah, muscles. He doesn't ever get it Um So there's some things that happened that I didn't really follow on this boat because... Uh, what my reading showed me that Chopper had this whistle and I have no idea how he got it. So, I don't, I feel like because I don't remember them getting the whistle, but they show a flashback to them getting a whistle, and I found One Piece doesn't give you bullshit flashbacks from episodes of from like four mm-hmm. episodes ago, it's not Naruto. <laughs> it Whenever they show like an extended flashback, it's not something that we saw as the yeah, viewer. Yeah, it's. But yeah, so is this something that was off screen or? So w- what they they did a flashback where they um show that uh Gonfall giving him the whistle, being like, "Hey, I'm normally a, a bounty hunter. Uh, no, I'm normally like a mercenary, but I'll give you this whistle to blow once, and mm. I'll come and save you." And Chopper is super scared of all the sharks, so he's gonna use it to get saved from being sacrificed. And then, uh, a second priest shows up. Yeah, so this is the second priest we meet. Um, (laughs) I don't know if they say his name. They do, it's Shura. Shura. And he has a cool mustache. Yeah, he does. he also rides, what is it, like a bird? A bird dragon type thing? Sure. It it looks it felt like kind of like more than just a bird, but <laughs> definitely like everything else here's different than it would be in the blue sea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a giant thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the way I view it, pretty much anything that lives up here can take completely different atmospheric pressures and <laughs> oxygen contents. I don't know if One Piece's physics <laughs> goes quite that deep, but. <laughs> It's, That's something I didn't even consider. I didn't consider it until just now. <laughs> Those thoughts came to me just for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he blows the whistle, um, and it takes a minute. Obviously, Ganfall's yeah. not going to be right there. But Yeah, so while, while it's happening, uh, this this dickhead priest is, kind of, is attacking him and complaining that there's only one thing for him to sacrifice. And uh, it's... He has some kind of magical burning spear that when it touches things, it gets set on fire. Mm-hmm. And it's we start to see the Going Mary get set on fire, and Chopper's freaking out because it's their ship. And it's making me think, hey, we're going to have a new ship by the end of this. Which I already got that that kind of feeling when they're like, we got to reinforce the ship, it's probably not going to make it through the upstream. Yeah, I want you to take that idea and just sort of stick it behind your ear for later. 
um, <laughs> is a super huge plot point way the fuck later. And by way the fuck later, I mean after Skypiea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so before Ganfall goes to Chopper, or technically based on the movement of time before the whistle is blown, um, <laughs> he has saved someone else, or two people, actually. Um, and this being Konus and Pagaya, I think that's the second time we've said his name. Um, <laughs> the the girl and dad that was helping um, Luffy because they are now wanted by God. And <laughs> yep. Ganfall says a lot of interesting things in this <sighs> bit. Uh, first of all, that where he takes them is safe from God. God can't notice yeah. them there. Um, the, the most like thing that stuck out to me from their interactions was Konus saying to Gonfall, I wish you were still God. And Gonfall also mentions that something about when he used to be God, which is really weird. <laughs> Just, yeah. There's no... There's no, like, build-up, there's no, like, inference that God is, like, an elected official, or <laughs> he's, like, a mantle people take up, he's, like, the gray fox from Oblivion, how he's been around for 200 years, people keep taking mm -hmm. the, the title and the persona, he's just, they just mentioned, yeah, it was nice when you were God. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um... And, and he kind of explains a lot. He does. He gives a lot of backstory that sort of lets you start questioning a bit more. Um, yeah, he, he mentions that he knew a pirate, so as soon as he said he knew someone a pirate from the Blue Sea, I immediately thought it's either Shanks or Gold Roger. Okay. <laughs> because who else would he know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if more people got to a sky island i think we would know about it at least yeah i gotta remind myself they're still pretty early on the grand line so there's probably not a whole lot of super strong people um yeah i think sky islands are a bit more commonplace once you get later on but and then he also he... mentions about the shandian and skypea war that was going on and they kind of did silhouettes and shown who the shandian people were and I immediately realized that's who the flying tiki man with a bazooka was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though they did, we see just a little bit more of that in the next episode. But it was, he just kind of lays down a lot and it feels yeah. really casual. <laughs> yeah, super casually talks to these people. And that's the thing, they used to they used to live in it, so probably is a bit more casual of a conversation to them. Yeah. Um Man, I miss when you were God. That's such a <laughs> that's such a conversation starter. But yeah, so we learn we learn Godfall was previously God. Um <laughs> there is the war with Shandia and he mentions, I think, in this scene that he was trying to end the war, but um that was before whatever happens that makes him not god anymore and this current god is um not about to end a war i guess yeah um he also mentioned that this war will end with 
music much like how it started which yeah is vague but if you if you really dig you could probably piece some things together um which i think we learned some stuff similar to that either like today or the next time you record you'll know a lot more can't remember it's probably next time okay <laughs> um so ganfall hears the whistle and is like all right yeah i'll do more <laughs> exposition later and he leaves yeah uh and sure is just like going to town with chopper like yeah. all these reasons he should <laughs> die and um he, he also he, he also gives a little bit of exposition for the upper land where upper yard where there's each of the priests are stuck to their own zones and then let's say because he mentions that Luffy. He basically mentions that Luffy and Sanji and Usopp are tied up with Satori, and that when one priest is busy, let's say the group is split up, the other priests can't do anything. So if they were like split up among the four ones, whoever engaged first, the rest of them couldn't do anything till they were done. But this sacrificial altar was in, and he said this in English, a free zone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and. That just lets him attack him anyways. And the the most recent crime they did was swinging on the vines without God's permission. Understandable. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the usual cause for divine punishment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine, like... Alright, so this is, like, God's house or whatever, right? Like, his the upper yard (laughs) is, is his domain. So... Uh, I can't even find like a proper, uh, like comparison. But like, I, I have a good comparison for go it. Go for it. Here's story time with Jory. So when I was like six, seven years old, and I lived in a trailer park, my my mom and stepdad they they got a trampoline, and what happened is that when we weren't home, kids would jump the fence and uh, jump on our trampoline. Where they like just walk in a yard and jump in the trampoline. So my my stepdad he he put up like no trespassing signs and like raised the fence way up and like locked our gate <laughs> so people wouldn't jump on our trampoline. And I can only imagine if he was God, he just would have murdered them. <laughs> That's such a jump, but yes. Um... That's that's definitely what this felt like was horrifying divine punishment for stuff that's not uh, i can understand how they'd have problems with it mm-hmm. but it's not like <laughs> worthy of that level of punishment you kids get off my upper yard or i'll smite you down <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh man but he doesn't god doesn't really do anything in the upper yard that we've seen he kind of leaves it to these priests um yeah, which is interesting. I, my my brain was like, what if like in a church, you did something like super irrelevant, <laughs> like you like in the middle of church, you got up to use the bathroom, and they were like, you didn't ask for permission, like strike you down there. <laughs> um, this is a very very good episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he's also fuck Shura. I'm sorry, I just jumped back in as if we didn't have a huge tangent. Um, Shura is also fucking up the going merry um during this and 
eventually, Yonfall does arrive, and then we get this nice little Sky Knight fight. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's... I don't know if how much that progresses in this episode, um, but... It, they, they start, like, fighting, and then... Gonfall does the force palm thing to Shura. Mm-hmm. So that with them mentioning that he used to be God, <laughs> that it's like a priest God like title type thing that they either learn how to do or they're they're like given that power when they take up that position. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Um. Man, there's a really interesting comparison here, but I won't make it because it would spoil a lot about the next arc. But um, <laughs> next time, or next arc, we'll, I'll, I'll bring this back up as an interesting sort of um, way to introduce powers like this. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only thing really left in this episode we're talking about is Luffy, like, wakes up from being dead. Yeah. Finally did uh, roll a high enough number, which... <laughs> What is it like? Higher than ten three times? Is that I don't. Remember. Um, I I I can't remember exactly because I don't die because I'm good at D and D. I don't pay attention when I'm <laughs> when I'm alive. Everyone I just, else is dead. I don't care. I just don't look at my health points and assume. Yeah, pretty much. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Luffy wakes up, and we swing into this next episode with, um, a ball dragon, a dragon yeah. of balls yep not to be confused with the dragon balls which i feel like if one piece was a little bit more recent like a newer thing that there would have been a tongue-in-cheek thing of it kind of looking like shenron would be fun yeah (laughs) which i mean even then it it could have it just uh, no Oda doesn't seem like one to be referencing other anime very much. <laughs> um, not super prominently. Um, Besides, like, the actual crossovers that happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, off the top of my head, I can't say I can think of any. Um, there is a character in a jail that might have a Joestar star on his neck, but it's nice. so it's so throwaway that, <laughs> that you can only sort of, like, hope that it's a reference. Um, yeah, so there's this ball dragon. Um, I don't know if it does anything important. It it chases them around, doesn't it? Yeah, and they can't, they can't really, like, hurt it because he says himself that it might be filled with explosions or be filled with blades, and (laughs) it's not worth the risk. Yeah. These dangerous balls. Yeah. Let's, let's ignore this ball dragon for right now. Let's talk about the small girl. Again. Yeah, um, so it it just show it just kinda shows her like coming into a village. She's uh with another guy who looks kind of like tribalish, and that's kind of the thing I got from th- this village is that and I don't know if it's like an overarching theme between this that I'm catching on to, but it seems like Skypea is very advanced and modern and they fear God and everything, and then the people, the like Shandian people, are like they're they're living in like tents, uh, like teepee tent type things, 
and they're kind of dressed more like um like, like indigenous like you see depictions of indigenous people or like native americans and stuff and it's not as like an established like city society that were shown and kind of their culture reflects that as well because they met like the the guy who who was the guy we saw with the bazooka at the beginning mentioned something about like shandy and warriors and, like their code and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I, I don't know if it's uh some sort of weird inquisition uh <laughs> manifest destiny <laughs> thing that Oda's getting at here but it kind of feels like it yeah which if 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 it, <laughs> if it is meant to reference that you're gonna love where it goes um <laughs> but i don't i don't know there's a lot of Oda really just meshes cultures when he writes um situations yeah. like this it's very much a combination that pulls from a lot um there's a lot of El Dorado references, and the sacrificial altar kind of looks like a Mayan temple, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say a whole lot, because <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember it that well. Um, it definitely looks like some sort of, like, Aztec Maybe Aztec is what thing. I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> I remember, God, like, my, my world history class was in high school so long ago, um, <laughs> and I watched Skypea also in high school, so... <laughs> My memory of the of both of them are not ideal. Um, I should I think I might do some research before, um, the, uh, the next recording. But the like the sacrificial altar in particular looks like I remember there being in a culture, um, temples with many many steps that they would, like, sacrifice people on top of, and the heads would roll down the steps. Um, yeah, I, the the only reason I can remember this stuff is because it's in JoJo, because okay. that's where the the masks and the pillar men are. Mm-hmm. And this is a super big ta- tangent, but if you haven't watched the Stardust Crusaders OVA OVAs before, they start each one starts off with this crazy like opening of like this Aztec guy wearing the mask, and you like cuts up a sacrifice and like the blood splashes onto the mask and turns it into the vampire mm. and it it's really confusing if all you've watched is stardust crusaders because yeah <laughs> the mask stuff goes to the wayside real quick mm-hmm. but it's a really interesting thing and that's the only reason i can remember that that that's that kind of thing it's because yeah and <laughs> interestingly enough i also started jojo when i was in high school and i i like was it aztec i thought it was mine i don't know so See, I it's, it's fun. I can't, I can't remember which is which just because yeah. <laughs> taking um, that in school was like... Yeah, it was... I, I learned this stuff so long ago like and... Like freshman year to eighth grade? Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> Somewhere I'm, white, right there. I'm white and uncultured and that's a problem. <laughs> so. Same here! So I'm not going to speak much <laughs> on this, but um, Oda, Oda is known for c- combining a lot of stuff <laughs> when he writes, which... Sometimes it's all right. Sometimes raises questions of the actual nature of the politics that are discussed. But um, Skyp is pretty good the way it handles stuff. I think um, with whatever amount of certainty I can have from my position. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so these <laughs> these people. I don't know if any of them are named in this scene, but. Um, they are discussing a lot of things. They're discussing rebelling against God and 
uh, Ganfall being in the way, even if he's not necessarily against them at the moment, or... Yeah, he... The, like, main guy that they've shown is saying, like, saying that when, when two people share an enemy, some people, like, lose caution and start to think that he may be an ally. And I, my guess is if it's, it's either something that they will reveal or that it's just kind of a thing within their culture... Is just that he seems very wary of that bit of like that kind of mindset that the enemy of my enemy is mm-hmm. a friend. Yeah, and Which... what's interesting about this is it raises questions about Gonfall. Um, yeah, because yeah. he's he's painted as this good guy and saving he, people, but yeah, he said that he wanted to bring peace between them before he stopped being God. Mm-hmm. But also. I guess we don't know anything to prove otherwise that the war started while he was God. So it's it's hard to say. I don't remember a whole lot of details, so I can't really um, foreshadow one way or the other. But um, it's interesting, um, this this conversation and how complex it is. For, you know, we're just now meeting these people and they're like, yeah, but there's so many different Situ- like it's such a complex situation that they're in. It, it kind of seems like no matter what they do, they're getting the short end of the stick. So, um, speaking of Godfall, uh, he going fall to Shura. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just... Which is, what kind of god are you fucking falling to a priest? <laughs> Shura just cu- kind of gets the upper hand and and beats him. It it didn't seem really like anything super spectacular and special. But he just he just kind of beat the old man because he's young and spry. Yeah, he's a bit old. He's a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of an old man. Um, I don't, and I don't know if it'll come up, but I definitely did notice a parallel between the two. That they're both flying guys with spears. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll come up, but maybe like John Fall was a priest and then eventually re- reached the rank of God. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that's what the Pope got to level up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was trying to think of a Pope comparison, but it's not really the same structure of, yeah. of religion. Um But yeah. Inter- it's it's an interesting concept, at the very least. <laughs> um that's pretty much the last we're gonna talk about them for now. Um but before, the last thing on our plate is this ball dragon. Yeah. Um, Luffy sort of accidentally finds a solution to this problem. Yeah, so it's... He, like, snaps a string on Ball Dragon that he that Story's controlling it with to uh, basically makes him, like, lose control of it, and then he sends it over to him to, uh, to make it explode in his face. <laughs> something that was that was great with this is Usopp was like running away trying to track down the boat and he also finds the exit but when uh, Sanji pops back up, Luffy just goes oh hey Sanji, you're alive <laughs> not in like any sort of co- like way he was concerned or anything just like oh, it's good that you're not dead <laughs> yeah a very Luffy thing 
super casual, very Luffy. <laughs> um, yeah, Luffy isn't super concerned about Sanji, especially not in this context. So, yeah, um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so yeah, they beat the shit out of Satori. <laughs> um, after after the ball dragon is taken care of. Um, if I remember correctly, they just do give up on the boat. Pretty much. They're just like, well, that's gone. Um, yeah. guess we'll just walk. Which, I mean, yeah. they, <laughs> hypothetically, they could just walk the same direction as the, <laughs> the Milky Road goes. Um, or any direction, because knowing that it's a trap, chances are the Milky Road does not take them where they want to go. Um, yeah. I don't remember. So, if that's what happens, I'm sorry I spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the end of episode 163. Pretty good stopping places they beat Satori. There is a bit of a cliffhanger, because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen to Chopper and Gonfall. Um, yep, because Chopper, because Gonfall falled into the, into the cloud water, and then Chopper dove in after him. So, we don't see, we just see Chopper struggling to swim, and then kind of stops focusing on those two. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> so Chopper's dead. Chopper's probably not going to make it. Um, yeah, so things are going to keep ramping up and getting more interesting as we go forward. <laughs> um, you're going to learn really soon um, a lot of uh, things about uh, Upper Yard and Skypea. And maybe even some more about this this god person. Or this god, I guess. Is god a person? I don't know. Uh, but next time we will deal with that. Um, <laughs> do we plug things on this show? I can't remember. Kind of. Kind we of. did last time. We did last time, so I guess we'll make a, keep a habit of it. <laughs> uh, so you should probably follow our dumb Twitter. Um... Uh, we are watching OP on there. You can also follow myself, Ghost of Joe, which is just J-O, Ghost of J-O, um, where uh, we tweet there. I don't know where yeah. that was going. Uh, <laughs> I also have another podcast called Got It Memorized. A It's a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. Very, very good. Um, we do all of it without spoiling everything, and then every now and then we'll take a, a spoiler episode and just to get deep in the paint. It's ooh, it's messy. Um, the fucking Kingdom Hearts plot. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, you can find that on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. Um, search it. Uh, and that's that's all I have to promote. I have uh, I have my my Twitter, which is no, I'm Jory. And uh, if you think you're funny and tweet at me saying no, I'm Jory, you're not. That's me. I know who Jory is, and it's me. There can only be one. <laughs> exactly. And uh, see me make bad posts there. Or, if you like extra bad things, you can follow my uh, my vague focused projects Twitter account, Bear Bacon Media. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing D&D &D streams, but because to play D&D, &D, you have to coordinate with multiple people. Our group has like seven people, so... Recently, it's been hard to get everyone on the same page to play a game, but eventually we'll do live streams of that, where it's just wacky adventures with all of us, 
Um, we're actually going to, uh, we're actually having a, a reset soon, so when we start doing those again, it's a good time to jump in, so you're not confused by all the magical stuff that's going on. Start fresh. And, uh... With new magical shit. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically, my, my plan is to slowly turn it into a shonen group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to not spoil too much from it, the, the plot that my friend who's DMing is going with is that each each of the player characters is going to get a special item that's like tied to them and like levels up with them and my plan is to just turn us into like a, a guild of heroes that travels <laughs> along the world and people know who we are and we save them just turn it into a shonen anime and it'll be great yeah that'd be pretty <laughs> good so yeah we're making our way through Skype here. it's pretty good we're we're in are you enjoying it it's pretty interesting i uh I'm ready to see, as you describe them, Eminem. Mm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think next time we will. So that's nice. exciting. Um, yeah. So tune in next week when we uh, <laughs> potentially see Eminem and learn some other stuff about this weird sky island. Yeah. But until then, to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. Okay.